Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I write an automotive column for Bay Area News Group. I edit and publish the website, theweeklydriver.com. And I'm also an automotive columnist for Gulf Shore Business in Florida. Today I'm in Colorado, a wonderful little town that I drove to, City Elizabeth, Colorado. I had no idea what was in store for me, but I'm sure glad I'm here because I'm with Terry Gale. And he is the curator, owner, uh, collector, on and on and on, historian of the Rambler Ranch. And uh, Terry, welcome to our podcast. Uh, my heart's skipping beats because I've gotten to see a small sampling of what you have here. So welcome to our podcast. Appreciate you taking the time on a day when you're actually closed. So thank you for that. Oh, thanks for coming. Could you reiterate what you're telling me earlier about the genesis of your interest in, in Rambler and Nash family history? And then you, you transitioned a little while ago into your, your partner and you guys shared this interest. And if you could reiterate that's part of the story for me. Certainly. Yeah. Um, uh, my father bought a uh, 54 Ambassador from a friend of his. It was a trade-in at a uh, dealership mm-hmm. where I grew up. For fifty dollars, and uh, drove for a few years, and after it, uh, the oil pump went out at one hundred twenty-nine thousand miles, and they towed it home and parked it at the farm, and it sat there for eighteen years. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father passed away in nineteen seventy-seven, and a few years later, my father, uh, my brother, was cleaning up the farm and called me and said, "You want Dad's old Nash? Or I'm gonna haul it to the junkyard." Mm-hmm. So I remembered the car and thought it was really cool, and never seen one at a car show. I thought it would be fun project sure. to restore. So I uh, took to a friend of my dad's and had the engine rebuilt Yes. and uh, drove it to Denver like that and then had the rest of it finished here. And the first show I took it to, um, just like when you were telling me that, you know, the Ford trucks pulled in. Sure. I pulled into a car show with a Nash. Yes. And anyone that look, was looking at anything else, turn around. <laughs> Where were we? Where were you at the yeah, time? Yeah, I was here in Denver. In Denver, yes. At, uh-huh. at, a, at a local car show. And that car got so much attention because you just don't see them at no, a show. No, um, And after doing that and joining the Nash Club and, you know, just learning about them and uh, how underappreciated and... Um, there's kind of always the underdog, and sure. I, I, you know, I'm all for the underdog. You bet. And I just thought it would be fun to uh, to start buying a few more of them, so I started collecting them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more I collected, and uh, people started coming out to see my collection. Sure. And it wasn't really my intention to do what I've done here uh, with the large, very large collection I have. <laughs> very large but collection. But it just kind of happened by accident. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so after learning about them, I really wanted to uh, to make people aware and bring kind of just educate people on this company because I think they contributed a lot to the industry mm-hmm. that have never been given credit for the air conditioning and the, the unibody and a yes. lot of so many things they did that just never really given credit for. Gotcha. I've had guys argue with me about it, the 327 being a Chevy motor and saying, "Oh, that was a that was a Nash motor. <laughs> it was not a Chevy motor in there." Uh, I think sometimes people maybe equate Rambler and Nash with uh, Studebaker, uh, yes. Etzel, the, un, definitely the underdogs of the automotive world. Um, can you go through some numbers? How many vehicles do you have? And, and tell us a little bit about, I mean, I can see the visual, the beautiful trees that are in your pro- – tell, tell us about your ranch, if you will, and then the numbers of things you have going on here. Well, I have uh, 165 acres. Yes. Uh, I currently have six buildings that are open for people to tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's approximately 250 cars indoors that they see. Mm-hmm. I have probably 600 cars on the property. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep 32 things licensed that I drive, some old, some new. That's mm-hmm. um, about 60,000 square feet of indoor space. Mm-hmm. Um, and besides, well, my, my goal has been to kind of showcase the, the whole history of the company. So I'd like to have a car from beginning to end, mm-hmm. 1917 to 1988. And also I like to showcase all the other things the company was involved with. They owned a culinary appliance company from 37 to 68. Mm -hmm. They uh, had wheel horse garden tractor. Uh, They had AM General. They made postal vehicles, military trucks, and uh, city buses. Mm -hmm. And so that's my kind of my goal is to like really help, you know, showcase the whole company and, um, yeah, so let people know that Nash was Nash is still alive in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, uh, there are other people, of course. That you mentioned the club. Uh, have you ever considered writing about your vast knowledge? I mean, I've only met you half an hour, forty-five minutes ago, but you have so much knowledge. Have you ever written about it? I have not. Uh, I should probably write down at least this my story and the yes. story of my collection and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, Charlie Nash's great grandson uh, Jim Worry mm-hmm. has been going around telling Charlie Nash's story. Yes, but he doesn't tell enough of the. You know, he's more tra- Charlie Nash's story, which is an incredible story. Yes, uh, but not so much the history of things. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, I, I should uh, I should someday write down. Uh, I really have put you on the spot on that question. Yeah, but, that's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, you've mentioned. Here comes a ghost. Uh, you've mentioned uh, as we were touring, and I'm trying to absorb all the different things you have. Your father's car is one of your favorites, and you it's everybody asks you, uh, as you mentioned, what's your favorite car? You don't have a favorite. You have many favorites. What are some of the other favorites that you have in your collection? Oh, the, the What I call the crown jewels of my collection would be my, my prototype. Yes. The 55 Panine Farina Special. Mm-hmm. My tow truck. Yes. Um, of course, my father's car. Mm-hmm. Uh, 51 Nash Healy. I have a 77 Matador with 101 original miles on it. Uh, the 64 Marquesa, which was another show car. Yes. And I also have a 58 Ambassador Ford or Hardtop Wagon that was a show car that uh, eventually was also... Um, Mitt Romney's mother's car. Gotcha. And um, we were talking earlier also about the people who come to your museum um, because of the history. Maybe uh, it's a young person and their father, grandfather, older brother. And so you must, when people come here, there must be some emotional attachment often. And can you share some of that, what people, how, what people have said through you? I mean, it must be hard to condense all the stories you've heard, but and as an example or two, um, what are some of the things you've heard from people who remember these cars? Oh, I've got, I have tons of people that come here, and they, they forget how many models they had. They forget, um, you know, that they had so many colors, and the people always come up with a color. Yes. And so many people that come and said, oh, my gosh, my... You know, my grandpa had one of these, and mm-hmm. you know, it was a car is bulletproof. You couldn't kill it. Um, yes. So many stories of people's childhood. Uh, if their grandparents didn't have one, their parents did, or their neighbor had one. Mm-hmm. But so many people come here have some sort of history with this company, but yet they've, you know, since they don't see them, they rarely go across an auction block. Um, they've forgotten about them. And when they hear about my place, either through social media yes. or TV show or magazine, and they think, wow, I didn't know this place existed. Mm-hmm. And they come out here, and truly everyone is just blown away by, by what they see here. Yeah. You can't describe my place. You cannot. don't do it justice. No. you got to see it to <laughs> understand see. it. 
And that is absolutely the truth. I, I didn't really have any preconceived idea, and I'm glad I didn't because it's it's overwhelming what, what you have here. Um, do you mind sharing what um, you have had people work here, including your, your former partner uh, and other people who help you? Um, with such a big area, how does how does all this been put together through the years with people helping you and with your vast knowledge? How do you, how did you do all that? Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of I have to scratch my head sometimes yeah. wondering how yeah. this all happened. Uh, but I was very fortunate to retire at thirty one, mm-hmm. and I just turned sixty, well, almost sixty one coming up. Yes, and so I've been doing this full time for almost thirty years. Gotcha. And I'd spend sometimes all night down working on things, putting up displays. Uh, polishing cars, traveling across the country, picking up cars, amazing. Uh, going to swap meets and buying all this stuff. But I've bought all of this stuff um, either on eBay or swap meets. Uh, yes. my, my partner bought me a lot of this stuff as Christmas gifts and birthday yeah. gifts. A lot yes. of my things were on wheels. Yes. Um, but I've had various people over the years work for me, but for the most part, it's been... I'm, Myself, I, I'm a mechanic. has been here with me 20 years. Yes. And uh, when he got here, he took over there, the uh, the mechanical en- end of things, and he's he's got way more knowledge about that stuff than I do. Right. And as far as working on the cars, and I I, I focus on the the uh, the displays, and I, I love details like having yes. the Miss America dress. Yes. The billboard. Yeah. I mean that. Kiki Vandeweghe's mother. Yes. Oh, Miss America. God. That was like winning the lottery when I right? got hold of him. And his sister, and they said I could borrow the dress. I mean, that was, I think we spent six years trying to kind really? of locate him and thinking about, you know, and people, various people say, oh, I know him. I'll get hold of him. And I waited and no one ever comes sure. through. And finally, a friend of mine, Storm, uh, got hold of Kiki and he gave me his personal number. And what a nice guy. And yeah. He and his sister. From what him. I remember, he was a very, uh, yeah. I used to be involved in the NBA a little bit. I remember he was a, yeah. a, a nice man. Um, I asked you earlier if you've driven the cars, you every car you've had, and uh, I thought you were going to say no, but you surprised me and you said yes, at least around your property. Um, is there a great variance in how these cars drive? Oh, absolutely. The older they are, the harder <laughs> yeah, they are to drive. Yeah. yeah. My 1919 Nash drives like a truck. Yes. Uh, the 51 Healy also drives like a truck. Uh, but, I mean... You get in a, a nice big Nash Ambassador that's like a Cadillac. Pretty nice, The reason yeah. they called it the Kenosha Cadillac. The Kenosha Cadillac. And you have a, bu- a couple of, what, one bus? Or do I see more than one bus? I have one city bus. City an bus. bus. Yes. Uh, made by M General. Oh, uh, gosh. It took me 10 years to find that one. Is that right? And I traded a Javelin to get it. Well, why not? Well, I can buy Javelins all day. <laughs> I was going to say, that seems like a very good deal. Find a, <laughs> and I had multiple Javelins, but to find yeah. a city bus... Some people uh, on the Monterey Peninsula, I know they have um, um, part of the, tr- you know, with all these elaborate cars they have here, and, and they usually give it to some, you know, multi-million dollar car, but they also have a show that's for, you know, junk cars, uh, and sometimes Ramblers and so forth, AMCs show up, and I think that the show is is misnamed, you know, they it's like the... Uh, they should reverse it. Forget about all the Lambos and all these high-end cars. This is a show that the junker car show, but they aren't really junkers to you or, or to me, but I, I kind of wish that would be the, the preeminent show as opposed to the Concord on the Avenue. So, but you also, to leading into, you do also have some modern cars that you drive. You, I think you mentioned a few earlier. So what, 
if you're not in your in heaven here, what other kind of heavens do you have with your other kind of cars? Uh, well, I have. So I, I said 32 things I drive. Yeah. Um, I have a McLaren. Yes. I have an Aston Martin, an Alfa Romeo, a Bentley, a Rolls, a Tesla, uh, an Acura NSX, an Audi R8. Oh, um, did I mention the Porsche? Uh, three Mercedes. Uh, a little Fiat Spider convertible, one of the new ones. Uh, one Neat. of the Fiat 500C convertibles. Mm -hmm. uh, Are they all here? Can yes, I ask they're all them? here. They're all here, yeah. okay. Yeah, uh, a couple of Crossfires, a coupe and a convertible. Mm -hmm. uh, a BMW i3. Um, uh, a Hyundai Equus, which is probably my favorite of all for a road trip, is the Hyundai Equus. Really? I have a 1200 uh, Volkswagen Phaeton. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of a Jeep. They made 12 Jeep Grand Wagoneer limos. I have one of those licensed. How did you know that they made 12? I mean, you have such knowledge. How did you, how do you find out that they made 12 of something? I met the man that worked at the shop that built them. Uh-huh. Uh, I did a, uh, it was such a bizarre story. I did a fundraiser for local uh, high school marching band. Uh -huh. And we sold tickets for dinner for two, chauffeured in either my Rolls Royce or my Jeep limo. I love it. To dinner. And the winner got to choose, and the, the kids sold around 200 tickets. Mm -hmm. And when the, the lady who won, they gave her my number, and she called, and I asked her, what would you like to go in? And she mm -hmm. said, I'd like to take my son and my dad, uh, and that, so um, the Jeep. And so I, I go get her address, and I pull up to her place, and she comes out, and she has a picture in her hand of her standing by a Jeep limo. Oh. And she said her dad borrowed that for her uh, 16th birthday from the where he worked. He worked at the shop to build these things. Mm -hmm. So we went over to his house and picked him up. I backed into the driveway. This man came out of the house, started to cry. Uh, I was going to say. <laughs> and he was so emotional. And she also had a picture of, uh, he borrowed it again for her wedding. So mm -hmm. she had two times that she had used one of these cars. Oh, gosh. And I wore the Oz that out here in Elizabeth, the lady who wins the ticket of 200 people gets it and, and her father worked on them. It was amazing. And so uh, I, that's I an amazing, nice, that's nice a great idea. story. The, the show I was talking about, they call it the Concord de Lemons. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're familiar with oh, that. No, yeah. no there are no, no, no lemons. There are no lemons here. There's no, no. lemons. Um, so can you, can you share another story like that where uh, someone's come in and um, they had the, the, I'm making stuff up, of course. They, they, it was their car when they were in high school. They went on their first date. Uh, they, uh, they and their, he, the guy and his buddies went out and, and drank beer for the first time. Is there another story that comes to mind about one of the cars that that um, remains with you? That it's a great classic story. And that the one you told probably is the classic, but give me another one. Uh, well, for a car, I did have a. Um, <laughs> I had a, a a woman here. Told me, it was a preacher's wife that she lost <laughs> her virginity in the back of a Rambler. That's a great <laughs> story. <laughs> From a preacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the preacher's wife. Yeah. Uh, I've, a lot of people have said that, uh, you know, if they had a Nash or Rambler, their uh, the, the girlfriend's dad didn't like them to date them because of the, the, seat. Of the reclining seats yeah. in a Nash Thank Rambler. you for that. I was hoping that you'd tell me that story. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, on the appliances yeah. uh, side of it, um, I had a young man visit me one day. Mm -hmm. And when we went into my first appliance building, so I have a, quite a large collection of Calvinators. Mm -hmm. And um, I also wanted to showcase other car companies that had appliance companies. Frigidaire was General Motors, Ford Ed Filco, yes. Crosby, International Harvester. Mm -hmm. And I have some uh, Westinghouse and GE and a few things. There. So I get this young man, comes into my first building, and he's probably in his 20s. And he's so excited, and he got his phone out. And he, he pulled up a picture of this pink stove. And I thought it was odd that a young man had a picture of a, a sure. 60s 
fifties uh, right fifties stove in a, uh, mm-hmm. in his phone. Yeah, and he said, "Oh, he says my grandmother had this pink stove." He said, "I wish we could have got this for you." She had the stove refrigerator, mm-hmm. and I looked at the picture, and I said, "I've got one like that. I'll show it to you." And so we come up here to the other room. Yeah, and uh, the guy looked at it and I said, "Oh my God, it's just like Grandma's stove." And I asked him, "Where did your grandmother live?" And he said, "Levere's, which is just." 30 miles from here. I see. And that's where I bought that stove. It was it was his grandmother's stove. Oh, my God. The kid, he started to cry. He was so tickled yeah. that, uh, that I had it. And he ran outside and called his mother. And a week later, the family came to visit grandma's stove. God. That's an incredible story. Yeah. Incredible story. There's so many little things here. You know, I, I, so many people come in here and say, you know, my grandma drove a Rambler. And I, I love going to car museums and look at all the cars. Yeah, and yeah. The fancy, the Duesenbergs and all sure. that stuff. And, and uh, you can go look at those cars and how stunning they are, but no one, I've never met anyone that come up and said, you know, my grandma drove a Duesenberg. But so many people come up and say, my grandma drove a Rambler. And so that, I just coming here brings back so many memories of so many people because they had actual life experience with these cars. Right. And all the other stuff here, you know, the simplest thing like a blender can bring back um, – a memory for somebody. Isn't that something? And I've yet to show you my sixties house. Talk about bring back memories. Yes. One of the things the one of the things that um that I really appreciate being here is you can go to big cities. Los Angeles has the Peterson Museum. It's even in Sacramento we have uh, uh, an old museum that almost went under but now it's back. And lots of big cities have museums, but you have to make an effort to come here and and the, the rambler of the history fits into the environment where, where you live i think that you look out these windows we're in the the, the uh, diner if you will and uh you look out and it just the the connection to the outdoors without being too trite or corny seems to fit to me i mean that's part of the deal i think yeah i i had uh um this has kind of become a destination place for yes people. yes uh, last month i had five gentlemen from detroit Mm-hmm. flew out here this has been on their bucket list they all got together mm-hmm. they all bought tickets and flew out here mm-hmm. just to see this is that right they all worked at america motors and <sighs> all of their dads worked at america motors and one of them's grandfather worked at, at uh, nash and it's having people like that i've had so many uh, former employees or guys that their parents or grandparents had a dealership mm-hmm. uh they've come here to visit because uh, they've heard about it in one way or another and so they've all said it's, it's definitely worth the trip. Like from yeah, there's no I, doubt it's worth the trip. That's... I had a recently a guy from Hungary this visit. I've had really? people from all over the world visit me, and but my first visitor from Hungary. That's great. Yeah. Do do um, what brings to mind to people in other countries? Like if you know that in uh, Puerto Rico, some there's a certain style of vintage cars that's popular, right? I maybe Dodges and Fords from the 50s and 60s or Chevys. I'm not quite sure, but you always see the pictures of Puerto Rico with those style cars. Ramblers have an attraction overseas in certain countries that you're aware of? Oh, yeah. There's there's uh, uh, AMC clubs uh, all over the place. All, okay. And so they do have a following. Uh, American Motors had a, a factory in Mexico called VAM. Okay. And uh, it's rare to see those cars if they come uh, – only when we've had a car show – uh, have I seen any of those come over to the U.S.? Yes. And uh, we just recently had one here in June, and the guy did want to sell the car, which I'd love to have, but it just wasn't in nice enough shape. Yeah. Uh, but I have a little car out here that we, uh, a Gremlin, a 74 Gremlin that I bought from a wrecking yard, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find a Gremlin front clip for it, and I found out that the Hornet front clip would bolt onto it, so we put oh. that on there. So I call it my half-breed. It's half Hornet, half Gremlin. <laughs> 
Of and course I, you do. That's great. Yeah, I found out that that's how they made their gremlins in Mexico to be different from the U.S. market. Really? They different clips on them. So I'm a little Mexican gremlin, and that's that's one I keep licensed because it's such a, a unique, fun-looking little car. Sure. Um, why don't they make cars like Ramblers today? I'd buy one. If they Thank you. Today. I would too. Absolutely. I mean, all the things I've read about Nash and uh, Charlie Nash, I mean, mm -hmm. they really cared. Yes. They really did want to build a better car. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the type of people from the videos I have, like their training films and stuff, I mean, yes. it mattered to to Charlie Nash and the people, you know, what kind of person their salesman was. Mm -hmm. You know, did he have a family dog? I mean, you know, were they, who were they? And it was important. Uh, and, yes. And that they got returned repeat customers. Um, they really worked, I think, and they did, a, I think they did a great job. I wish they could have survived. Sure. Um, was there, was it a, uh, not knowing the history, was it a series of events that built up to their demise or was it a tragedy not knowing the story? When, um, when well, after, uh, uh, Nash and Hudson merged in 1954 yes. and formed American Motors. And then when they went back to the Rambler name, when they bought Jeep from Kaiser in 1970, yes. American Motors. Uh, I think that started when uh, when Renault in 1980 when Renault got controlling interest. I gotcha. Um, I've had a lot of guys that have been here that worked at the factories, and you know they they were pissed they had to build a French car, mm -hmm. and they leave something loose or leave a coke can in the door. <laughs> they sabotage their own cars. It's like oh, hey, this isn't the smartest thing to do. No, but they were just pissed that we're American Motors and we're building a French car, and so that didn't go over very well. And there's a guy in uh, Pikeville. North Carolina, the mm -hmm. Collier Motors, that uh, had so many problems with the car. He just refused to sell them, mm -hmm. and he shut his doors down because he refused to sell anymore. Is that sell. right? Yeah. Wow. And so that was the one part, and then then, then they sold their, uh, you know, they sold their interest to Chrysler in 1987. But even the, the dealer that I bought my car with 101 miles on it mm -hmm. told me that he blames the Matador Barcelona for the downfall of AMC. Because they completely retooled to make that car. I see. Completely chassis and everything was new for that car. And they spent so much money on it, um, I never recovered from it. It's like the Edsel from Ford, you know, costing $350 million uh, disaster. Right. But uh, Ford could afford to do that, but AMC couldn't afford the, the hit that they took on the, on the uh, Matador Barcelona. Uh, we did a podcast episode uh, six months or so ago about a guy who finally got permission to look in a junkyard in Los Angeles. Man passed away, his two sons knew that all these cars were there and there were there might be a Lamborghini on top of a McLaren on top of, and so nobody had access to this place. And finally the, the sons went in and they allowed this man to come in and write a book. The patina on some of the car made beautiful pictures, coffee table size book. Um, that's leading into, are there still barn finds are there still bargains to be had do you think or because the cars are so well known now that they're top dollar or can you still go find something that's maybe in a barn somewhere what do you think oh absolutely i still yeah. get calls from people that have things that have been tucked away yes uh, i got a call a couple weeks ago from a gentleman that i met probably over 20 years ago maybe 25 years ago that had a um a 49 or 50 Nash out here further out in the boonies from me. Yeah. And when he told me his name and what he had, and I said, I remember your place, you had an airplane. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing the car because I asked about buying it then. Yes. And like 25 years later, he shows up, you know, 
wanting now ready to sell me the car. Gotcha. But I already have one like it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I get people all the time that call me that have things tucked mm-hmm. away. They're, they, they are more expensive yes. than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, people used to practically pay me to take an old car away. Wow. Uh, but the, the prices have drastically changed. Uh, I'm glad I bought I, what I did when I did. Yeah, especially the memorabilia because that kind of stuff. Once eBay came along, all that stuff started getting higher. Sure, and and I think partially too, you go to these big auctions like Bear Jackson and Meekum and stuff. Sure, uh, they're a great car show to go to. But I've been to Meekum. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, oh, they're so much fun. But the prices have just got you know the average Joe can't afford these things, and so I think they're looking at you know alternatives like like Ramblers and stuff because the Ford and Chevys have gotten so outrageously overpriced that. So they're just harder to... Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago, we went in a, a, a 21 or 23 window Volkswagen van sold for 100 I mean, that's... Yeah, that's like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah it was incredible. Yeah. Um, One thing about a Rambler is uh, when you restore a Nash or a Rambler, I mean, it's truly a labor of love because they don't reproduce a lot of parts for these cars. Right. So you either have to make do with what you have, restore it the best you can, mm-hmm. or find somebody else that has one. Or some guy that has a new old stock one in his basement, and right. it can take a long time to find. A, you know, it's like like winning the lottery when you find sure. a certain piece that you've been looking for uh, for a car. That's uh, and that, that's that's just such a thrilling. I can't explain the moment when you find that. You know, it just gets you all giddy and excited that you found this part that you've been sure. looking for for two or three years. Well, I was going to ask you what you know what what does it for you with these cars but you just explained it without me asking when you find something that's one of a kind or you've looked for years and you find it it you said giddy is like the almost a, it'd be a perfect word you, it's just satisfying very yeah well one of the strangest satisfying moments i had recently was um i met this woman who her father had a name c dealership yes and uh she said well uh she had a kelvin air to stove in the basement of her of a house the rental house yes going out there to get it she said, I can have this, the metal cabinets and the stove and the mm-hmm. refrigerator. And um, found out when I got there that this was her childhood home. And her dad's an MC dealer, so that's why they had the Kelvin Air stuff in the basement. Mm-hmm. And I knew Kelvin Air made a lot of things, uh, like garbage disposals and hot water heaters and yes. cabinets and things. And I, some things, you'd, you know, like a water heater, I doubt I'll ever find one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, garbage disposal, those are things that went out. So I'm taking the sink apart, and underneath there's a Kelvinator garbage disposal. That, uh, I couldn't believe that. Was, <laughs> you got like, excited oh, about yeah, a garbage that's disposal. Another lottery. Terry, that's funny. I won the lottery so many times, but not money. <laughs> but I'm so excited over just something as simple as a garbage disposal. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. So you take your Tesla out. You take one of the other phenomenal cars you mentioned, the newer cars, and you drive that. And you take one of these cars out. Is the thrill the same, or are they different thrills? They are different thrills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can take. I've got a Matador Barcelona that I drive. Yes. And I take that car out, and when those come out, they were ugly. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, "Oh my God, that's an ugly car." Sure. Uh, but today, I think they're just ahead of their time because I take that car out today, and people are just like, "Wow, that's a beautiful car." Isn't that so? Even myself, I, I a friend of mine, my grace grade school uh, best friend his yes. parents had a matador coupe and i thought oh my gosh that's ugly yeah who'd buy that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but they had the like the poverty hubcaps yeah, they yeah. Had the, like the cheapest model yeah and but mine's the uh, a claret and red mm-hmm. barcelona coupe. is it ever yeah and oh my gosh take that out and people will come up and talk to you and 
they, how beautiful it is. And it is, that's just a nice moment. You know, and I take my McLaren out, most people will, you know, walk by and say nice car, but they don't stop and talk to you. Right. Because they're intimidated. And I, I really like when people are, are not intimidated, are willing to come up and yeah. share their stories. We're all the same. Yeah. And yeah. just talk to you, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, wow. And they usually have a story about, you know, sure. about the car or want to know about it. It's nice they take an interest and want to know what is this car. I've never seen one before. Yeah, that, isn't that the best? I mean, I don't yes. have any of the cars, but I've heard other people talk about that, that they have a car that's that's very rare. Uh, are you the kind of person, if you go to a restaurant, you have to park the car so you can see it? Do you have, yeah, I have friends that are that, but they have to keep their eye on the car at all times. Yes, I yeah. do like to keep an eye on the car. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Let's see what else. Now, I want to explain that, that you have these six buildings. I've, I've, have I been in three or two? I forgot already, but I think you I've been, been in. Well, this is the... The fourth building. Fourth building. So, what what are the other two? Um, what I call my Brand X building. Brand X, okay. Uh, besides Nash and Rambler, I have sixty one other manufacturers. Sixty one, okay. I, I just like everything. Mm -hmm. I have everything from a Yugo to the McLaren, um, and then the the other building is uh, we we did a duplicate a replica of a nineteen sixties two bedroom house, all okay. authentic, uh, oh, real sixties stuff, and it's just. It's breathtaking. It's beautiful. We've had a, a magazine from Texas, from Dallas, come up here just to use my 60s house for a photo shoot. Oh, great. So, great. Because they couldn't find anything like that anywhere else. And yeah. That's great. That's the last one. Before I forget, uh, I flew into Denver today. So if you are if you come to Denver or you're in Colorado, how do you get – what's the – as the crow flies or how do you get – how do you get to your museum and some of the facts and figures? When are you open? Do you, do you charge people to come here? You have merchandise, I'm sure. I'm going to buy a T-shirt before I go. I have to buy a T-shirt. Um, so how far are you from Denver? I am a, an, an hour, about an hour from Denver. Uh -huh. uh, you could, you must be on a different planet, by the way. But go ahead. It's yes, great. It's definitely. great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm halfway between Denver and Colorado Springs. Uh -huh. So it's about an hour from either place. Um, I'm open three days a week. I open on Thursdays and weekends for tours. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I do make uh, exception for thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, or, or some of these family, you know, they owned a dealership or work. You no, know, I'll, I'll make exceptions. Mm -hmm. it just depends on what I'm doing that day. Sure. Uh, we ask a twenty dollar donation mm -hmm. uh, per person to come out here. Great. Uh, keeps keeps the lights on. Yeah. <laughs> so I tell people if you want a tour, it's twenty dollars uh, with the lights or f for free. I'll you can bring a flashlight. No, just kidding. <laughs> That's a great. But I asked that one. <laughs> no. Now it, I'm I'm happy to show my collection to whoever is interested in seeing it. Um, you mentioned that you have had on occasion some rather sizable groups who have come out to look. And did you say 600? That, that yeah, earlier? the largest group I had in 2007 uh, was the grand opening of the AMC building. Yeah, uh, they were in here three days before putting the lights in this building. I was down here for 52 hours straight washing cars. Oh my gosh! I set up these big lights and I was washing cars and pulling them in. As they put lights up, I'm putting the, lining the cars up, and we had 600 people here for that event. Good lord! Um, we had people from six countries. And I special did a bus. Mm -hmm. uh, I bought an old International Harvester bus from a, uh, a junkyard. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. it. Belonged to a Catholic church yeah. school. And a buddy of mine worked there, and he called me and says, "Hey, you want this old bus? There's, you know, we're just going to crush it." And I don't, I don't know what I'll do with it, but why not? So. Uh, when this event came up, I thought, well, we'll paint it red, white, and blue. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll put Ram the Ranch on it. And down the side, under the windows, we put all the model names, Javelin, Amex, Pacers, all down the sides. 
and I had my Rambler Ranch logo right inside the door. Yes. I had the driver's seat done, the AMC logo. Fantastic. And uh, we pulled up to the hotel to pick people pick people up to come out here because a lot of people needed transportation. Yes. Uh, people cried when this bus pulled up because no one's ever gone to that trouble to get transport people from a hotel to an event that's on a bus. And all the people that rode the bus were handed Sharpies so they could sign the roof of my bus. Fantastic. It's a little piece of history there. And yeah. uh, it was it was just an amazing day to have that many people from all over the world show up to uh, – to show their appreciation for something that I had put together. That was a very heartwarming moment for me that day. The And lastly, I guess, for our podcast, um, I asked you earlier, um, in different people I've talked to, different collections, uh, I met a man, I talked to a man a while back who, of all things, collects fountain pens. He's fanatic fountain pens. And he said there are two fountain pens, Parker's, forty fifty thousand dollars $50,000 for a fountain pen. Wow. So in, that is the preface. Um, is there a holy grail or two that you would like to have for your collections? Uh, well, of course, the prototypes. Yes. Because uh, only one of yeah. each of those. One of one. I love it. One of one. I have one of them. There's also the uh, the Palm Beach uh, two-seater sports car that was built. Yes. Uh, I sold the guy parts to restore that car. Uh, that was going to replace the Nash Healy. I, that one, I would love to have that, but not for the million dollars he'd mm. like for it. No. Um, there are a few other things I'd love to have in my collection is a 57 Rebel. Uh, they have 1,500 of them. Those rarely come up for sale. There was recently one on Facebook that I couldn't find, but I know a guy who has one. Who's, I'm in the first in line to get one. He's sure. ready to sell. What's special about a 57? 1,500 of them. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they were all they were all silver with gold anodized <sighs> trim down the side. Gosh. Absolutely stunning car, and it was the fastest production car with a 327 four barrel carburetor. The fastest production car that year. The only thing that would beat it would be a fuel injected Corvette, and barely. Gotcha. But it was because of the unibody. It was lightweight. 327 was just fast. Uh, and they're just so beautiful and unique. I'd love to have one of those. Yes. And, and a lot of guys ask me about all the sports cars. You yes. Know, Amexes and Javelins sure. and Scramblers and things. And my goal is to be able to save the things that no one else was saving. Uh, the okay. AMC clubs have done a great job of saving the Javelins and Amexes and you know the more popular things mm -hmm. uh, that are more high-dollar cars. Uh, a lot of people ask me, what's your collection worth? And I have seriously have no idea. Yeah. And I don't really care because my, my collection is more about history sure. than money. Mm -hmm. But I would love to have, if I could get my hands on a reasonable Rebel machine. Um, I don't have a, a, a Javelin AMX. I don't have a Scrambler or an SC Hornet. Gotcha. Uh, a Gucci Hornet would be another one I'd oh, yeah. love to have. Yes. A uh, Pierre Cardin Javelin I'd love to have. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm, I'm not dead yet. So <laughs> no, you're far still from time. <laughs> Well, great. Um, Terry, thank you so much. Terry Gale, Rambler Ranch. I'm so glad I made it out here, and I, I can't wait to tell my friends if they come to Colorado, they have to come out here. Oh, it's it's been a thank you so much for joining us on the Weekly Driver podcast. Please visit our website, theweeklydriver.com. We have a new feature. It's called Buy Us a Cup of Coffee. There's a little icon on my website, and if you like what we do, um, you can buy my podcast partner, uh, Bruce Aldrich, and I a cup of coffee on our website. If not, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Terry. Thank you.